This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. Do we really know Stetson Bennett? Meaning, I know it's hard when people have doubted you. You think you're the only one that's ever been doubted? You think you're the only one ever been told you won't do something in life? So it's hard when those things come about and you are achieving greatness, and then you just want to brag, and you want to be braggadocious, and you want to stick out your chest. Well, sometimes, Carl, I do get to spend some time with the people we cover, and we get to know some of these guys. I don't know. Is he a rich, spoiled brat and just happened to be a kid who got had shuffled around and had to earn his way back? I don't know. I can't speak to that. Everyone wants to paint that in there. This is Dukes and Bell. On Sports Radio 929 The Game. Oh, we're going to examine it coming up as part of our dog report. It's Dukes and Bell. Lots going on coming off the AFC NFC Championship Games. If you're just joining us, I, I thought Patrick Mahomes' performance is right up there with the flu game. It's- that's where I'm at. And I'm talking about one leg. He basically put the team on his back. He willed them to victory, made the play that needed to be made to set up the game winning field goal. And oh, along the way, threw for over 300 yards, a couple of touchdowns. And, and, and beat the best quarterback right now in the game, Mike, in Joe Burrow. And also handed $150,000 in cash to the officials. I'm sorry? What? You see the meme that somebody put out there where you got Patrick Mahomes with the head official? <laughs> it's freaking hysterical. It got is. his arm around him and the stuff in cash in it his is. pocket. It is. No, I mean, there, a lot of folks have talked about the officiating, but because it, the only the only thing I can say is because, and look, everything you said is accurate. Patrick Mahomes, hell of a story. I will, I will be rooting for the Chiefs because I despise Philadelphia, so I'm rooting for the Chiefs. But that game was tarnished a little bit because the refs became too much of a story. Jamar Chase tweets out, Three third and nines. Mm. You know, in other words, there were some things out there. One where the clock wasn't was running. They had to stop it. That was the play you referred to earlier. But there was some ticky-tack stuff out there. And then if you're a Bengals fan, you're watching your guys getting tackled. <laughs> some illegal blocks in the back and a lot of holding penalties that weren't called, which that's what a lot of people were saying. It was a bit crazy. We're going to continue our conversation. We'll let you hear from some of the guys uh, talking about this game. I don't think there was anybody funnier than Kelsey after the game. He's right. just a he's a fun dude, right? And he's having fun. And then you won the game. And, you know, Burrow had my blank. And all the things that he was saying about the mayor, et cetera. We'll let you hear some of that along the way. Coming up, we'll also talk about our Hawks. They're on the road. West Coast trip begins tonight against Portland. Pre-game 930 tips at 10 tonight. Then they take on the Suns Wednesday and then at the Jazz on Friday. Things do not get any easier after we lost to the Clippers uh, on Saturday night. So we'll talk more about that along the way as well. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with with the the dogs. dogs. The Dog Report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't have anything against Stetson Bennett. As a matter of fact, I've cheered for him. I've rooted for him. I said build the statue, and somebody sent me a picture of that tweet being put up in the stadium for the national championship game. I'm a big supporter of Stetson Bennett and what he's been able to accomplish. But, Mike, why are you bringing unnecessary attention to yourself? And this is what we talked about last week. Why don't you go to the Senior Bowl? Nah, 
I'm good, bro. I don't need it. Ah, and people said, oh, he doesn't need it. You know, he, he it won't necessarily help him. Well, he's got some explaining to do now, Mike, because of this situation that happened in yeah, Dallas. And just whether it's uh, somebody who got arrested for whatever, a fight in a bar anywhere. It doesn't have to be in Athens anywhere in the college landscape. You got to answer these questions. You get 15 minutes with every team. You guys have heard about this stuff in the combine. And if you have something on your re- on your resume, which is a blemish, you have to explain it to the people because they want to give you lots of money. Even if you are a middle round draft pick, they want to make sure when they're investing in you, you're not a nitwit. So that's why they ask these questions. So in the case of Stetson, what's the story? Well, I had a Airbnb and I couldn't find my place back. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, unless there was a lady friend or he's where he was trying to go. For argument's sake, your phone has died and you're staying somewhere and you don't have a hard copy of the address and now you're, you're drunk and you're banging on doors in a, in a very nice neighborhood, which is going to get Johnny Law out there in two seconds, which is exactly what happened. Yeah, he was taken into custody, um, transported to the city detention center. And then charged with public intoxication. The cops said when they arrived, Bennett is 25. We know that. It was determined that he was intoxicated. So Bennett left the detention center Sunday morning, but he could not be reached for comment. (laughs) So um, we know his accomplishments. We know what he's been able to do. Here's the bigger question. All right, do you just chalk this up to a silly, stupid mistake and a guy having a good time in Dallas and I don't know why he's there, what he's there for. Who cares? It's none of my business. Whatever he's doing. He's a grown man. Right? But at the end of the day, now you've brought unnecessary attention to yourself and your situation. And I think if you're trying to get to the league, Mike, I've said this. Every team is looking for a reason not to draft you. Not that I don't want to draft you. You could be a superior talent. But I always got to check my boxes and go, I heard he drinks a lot. Oh, he likes weed. Oh, his girlfriend's kind of contentious. And you know what? They argue a lot. And he may put hands on all those things that you don't think about, they're looking into. And you go, well, it's not really a big deal until it becomes a big deal. So I'm not telling you Stetson Bennett has a drinking problem. I'm not claiming that. What I am telling you is, Mike, this is something he's going to have to deal with. And I don't know if it hurts him and how much it hurts him when it comes to this, this draft this spring. Well, again, we said this last week, and there's a lot of said, like the guy accomplished some amazing things at Georgia, and no one's ever going to take that away from him. And technically now he's an independent contractor. He's going to go try to make his way in the NFL. He's not even a Georgia Bulldog. But he's still, again, as we said, some of the stories had to be switched from Georgia Bulldog quarterback to former Georgia Bulldog quarterback. But we said this last week, part of the reason we got into it with some of the listeners about what's the importance of the senior bowl. Yeah, shouldn't everyone know what Stetson Bennett is? Yeah, guys, you can be the greatest quarterback in college. That doesn't translate to the pros. You've got to prove it to those talent guys. You've got to prove it to the scouts. You've got to prove it to the coaching staff. So why don't you go to the senior bowl and impress a couple of folks and maybe somebody who had you scratch as a third, uh, I don't know, third-round guy, maybe you get in the back of the second round. Now you're making twice as much money. The other thing was, Carl, if there is a quarterback a team's looking at, in let's just say for argument's sake, the fourth round, and it comes down to Stetson or quarterback B or C, this is one of those things which if you don't explain it in the combine, people might go, eh, I don't know, or he's got a big head, or he's a pain in the ass to work with. Todd M- spoke with Todd Munkin, said he's a real pain in the ass. Mm. Not that Todd Munkin would say that, but Carl, explain to the listeners how all these coaches talk to other coaches. No, they do, man. And I think, you know, listen, if you got a guy that played for you, he's always going to try to have your back, but he's also going to tell the truth about – what teams are getting into. These are big investments. And so I think even if it's not um, on the surface, it's behind closed doors. So Todd Munkin doesn't say that, Mike, publicly. He doesn't say that to to other guys or uh, a team that reaches out to him and says, hey, coach, you coach the kid. How do you, what do you think? And Todd goes, oh, great kid. He's a leader. He makes plays. He's a great practice player. You know, I, I can't tell you enough about him. And then he gets behind closed doors and you go, coach, I heard this about him. And he goes, mm, it's true. Now, that's how that plays out. 
And that's how these things get out, and that's how stuff gets mm. leaked, and people go, oh, well, I haven't heard that. Well, you're not going to hear it. Well, look at what Todd France wrote about Jalen Carter, right? Where'd that come from? Todd France tells that stuff. So that, that was what, uh, between November and the uh, championship we, uh, semifinal. He's, all of a sudden, Jalen Carter is a, is, a, is, a, yeah, he's a tough guy to get along with, and some teammates have issues, which, again, I thought was ridiculous. And, you know, if it does hurt your stock, I think it, he's got connections. I think Todd Francis is full of crap as any of these draft analysts, but he's getting it from somebody. So that's what we're talking about. I'm not making this into a federal case. No. It doesn't define Stetson Bennett. It just adds a layer of crap he's got to deal with now, getting on to the next level of his career. Now let's talk about the other crap that's going on, and that is keep your I hands off my – at a parade. Not great at it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stanky. I uh, I said keep my keep your hands off my Munkin. Todd Munkin, what are you doing? Can we have a talk for a second, Todd? Todd, you're making $2 million. I'm not trying to put your business out there. $2 million mm. as the OC of Georgia. Todd, you've got five stars all over the place. Don't do it. All right? Todd, you're liked. You're well-received in Athens. And you're interviewing for these jobs. You interviewed for the Ravens job. Nobody even knew. And now you're interviewing for the Bucks job. Todd, what do you do? You want some more money? Let's just ask. Let's ask Josh Brooks for some more money, and let's keep this moving. Keep your hands off my <laughs> Munkin, Mike. I don't want Todd Munkin to leave. I think this is a big deal if he decides to go to the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't want to lose this guy, especially with Carson Beck coming in and Cedric Von Promise sticking around. You've got so many weapons. You've got a new group of wide receivers. We'll see what happens with uh, one of the wide receivers from Miss State who may or may not be on the squad. But you got so many weapons on this team. And I just think it's uh, you. You look, look at uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban still hasn't found his guys. He's uh, he was he's. You could argue. I'm not saying scraping the bottom of the barrel, but Jeremy Pruitt's name is pretty much mud after his time in Tennessee. And Saban's even the kick of the tires on him for defensive coordinator. So now you got to go and you got to find someone. Unless you're going to promote from within. Munkin was a guy that you and I begged and we begged and we begged to open up the offense, and he finally did. It happened to be in Alabama in the last game last season, and then much of this year. Don't want that guy gone. I'm with you. Back up the Brinks truck. Match it. I don't know what it is. I mean, if you're talking about another mill, and I don't know what that number is going to be. I'm just throwing it out. Give it to him. If I'm telling you guys have a chance to three-peat, Mike? Yeah. I don't want to overturn the apple cart. I want as many guys on staff. Now, the one thing when Lanny went to uh, went to Oregon, you had so many other pieces. You had Schumann. You had uh, you know, Will Muschamp. You've got other people. It's a bit of redundancy, you could argue. I don't know where this goes. The uh, the assistant coach who went to Georgia Tech to become the new OC is not there. So now you're starting to chip away at some of the things which helped to build this, at least on the offensive side. Uh, G-Day, by the way, is confirmed will be tax day, April 15th, Carl. Stanford Stadium on a Saturday. Can't make it. <laughs> Tax day. Can't make it. I got, I'll be busy. Sorry. I mean, well, technically, you'd have until I, no, Monday No, no, no. I don't play with the IRS, Mike. Yeah. I don't play with the IRS, yeah. all right? Yeah. Our I, W-2s are out, by I, the way. I've, I've been there. I've yeah. already had to pay extra money this year. I'm just telling you. I, right. I'll be busy. Yeah, I just tell you what. You know what? Getting married didn't help me with my taxes. I got to be honest with you. I thought that would. <laughs> got to be straight with you. You, find, you guys file joint, right? File joint? Screw uh, it. You file joint? No, joint, no joint comment, file? Mike. I don't talk about taxes on the air. Let's go file single this year. I don't know. Sort of a shell company. I've learned, you, I've learned my lesson. If you've ever filed married, you cannot file single until you're divorced. Ah, crap. Screwed that one up. So Damn. I don't know what any one of you guys are talking about. Got to start Mike Bell LLC Zip. in the Cayman Zip. Islands. Chris. Zip. IRS. <laughs> anyway, G-Day is April 15th. I'm not uh, giving anybody any reason to look any further into anything. Hey, man. I've Just already, telling you. Hey, I've already been audited twice, Carl. How bad can it get? <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> you don't want that smoke. I don't want that smoke. Right, Georgia, meantime, go pay that man his money. Munkin. Keep your hands off out of Munkin. Now, Munkin working with Lamar Jackson 
Interesting, because remember, yeah. Roman, the previous OC, was the OC for the MVP season three years ago for Lamar Jackson. But uh, it would be interesting. I, the one move that made no sense when he was linked to the Bucks that to me is a that's a one-year ride. Because you, you know that Todd Bowles is going to get fired after next year. I think so. Uh, I, I don't believe this is going to be a long-term option. And that's why, again, if you're just telling me, Todd, are you telling me you're just listening to people? I just don't like the idea when these guys, Harbaugh's doing this at Michigan. Oh, I'm here. I'm a Michigan man. But then you're interviewing for all these jobs. Right. You're inviting people into your office to come. Broncos owner just flew out there to see him, Mike, in Ann Arbor. What are you doing? Why are you taking these interviews or talking to people? If you just want to have connections with people, that's one thing. But when you're connected to these jobs, Mike, it opens up the door to say, are you really committed to being here, or are you looking for another opportunity? Well, the thing also with Harbaugh is, remember, two years ago, they're ready to run him out of town. Then he goes back-to-back semifinal appearances, and now, all of a sudden, the NCAA is coming calling. He's getting a little squirrely with yep. the NCAA. So it's almost like, should Harbaugh really think about getting back in the NFL? Remember, Dirk Cutter went down to Tampa as the OC and then sort of became coach in waiting. So unless Munkin has designs and sees which way the wind, but I don't, I don't, I don't know Todd Munkin. I don't know if he's sitting like, <laughs> I'll wait till Todd Bowles gets knocked out, and I'll be the head coach. Who's your quarterback? Right? You got Trask from Florida. They got to go draft another one. Brady's gone. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. A, it's, the, the, I don't. Think the, it's the, the Ravens one is is intriguing because you can get Lamar Jackson back on track. Senior Bowl guys, Saturday, February fourth, two thirty. East West Shrine Game is February second at eight thirty p.m. Both games, Falcon staff are going to be at. Okay, mm-hmm. and they'll be participating, obviously, in the East-West Shrine game because they're coaching there, but they'll have people at the Senior Bowl as well. Point is, big week to get a, a, an evaluation on talent. Hey, I just read a tweet. Uh, apparently, uh, Greg McElroy was on uh, either a podcast or just on, on social media saying it's a huge hire for Alabama. If Georgia has to hire a new OC, you could be battling with Nick Saban to get your next offensive coordinator. I don't like the sound of that either. No, this is why keeping Munkin is a big deal. All right, coming up, we'll talk about the Hawks. What happened against the uh, Clippers and this West Coast road trip might define the season. It's Dukes and Bell. Uh, uh, uh. It's Dukes and Bell. Happy Monday. We're trying to cheer you up because Mike said it. The weather outside is crappy. Uh, he yeah. came in today. He was like, why is everybody? What's the word you use? Mopey? Mopey. Everybody's mopey. Yeah. So, and then Squid Billy got very upset and did not characterize his behavior as mopey, nor did Chris. Well, he said you were projecting on him. I think no, that's what he said. No, I just, I mean, sometimes, you know, I just, like Mr. Rourke, I said, Fantasy Island. Smiles, everyone. <laughs> Smiles. Have a good attitude. Uh, coming up, Dave Arch is going to join us 5 o'clock. We'll talk with him about the hiring of our new defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen. Um, again, he did a really good job with the defensive line there with the Saints. Guys, I don't have to sell him. I'm not going to. His work will sell him. Right. If our defense gets better, we start sacking the quarterback, Mike. We start getting stops. Our defense becomes top 10 or 15 or whatever we need to be. His work will sell him. But – I know you want to know what we're getting because, as Mike and I mentioned, there were some brand names that we might have felt like, well, that makes sense, right. and we didn't go that way. Now, again, Steve Wilkes may get to consideration for other jobs. It sounds like D'Amico Ryans is number one and about to be the uh, Texans head coach because nobody does more for minority hiring than the Texans <laughs> and then subsequent minority firing <laughs> the head coach position. But D'Amico Ryans, as you mentioned on Friday, played his career there. But it's certainly not the team that he played for that's running it now. They've been a bit of an embarrassment, if we're honest. But I don't know. Steve Wilkes, I liked. I like Flores. There's a couple of other guys out there. So that's why. And then because you, sir, and your your characterizations of uh, 
Marcus Davenport when we heard that this guy was coming in from New Orleans. And then there was an article that came out that said he might want to bring some of his talent. And Marcus is considered one of the better edge rushers in free agency, which gives you an idea of how lean free agency edge rushers are this year. Defensive yeah. tackles, much more. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, we'll talk with Arch coming up here at 5 o'clock. Let's talk about what's going on with the Hawks, man, because, Mike, they lose to the Clippers on Saturday night um, in a game in which the Clippers hit 19 three-pointers, okay? Um, and, you know, when you're, you're battling that, we've not shot the three well. Pretty much, you know, you talk about the last month and a half, we talked about Trey. We lose 120, 113. But the, the, this was indicative, uh, indicative of us having a lead again, right. being at home, and then not having a lead. And so, as I've said, guys, this looks familiar. The Hawks have won seven of their past ten, but the past three games, guys, we've had the fourth most turnovers in the league. We are not respecting the ball. Mm, we're not are, ready to go. I know. And we're giving it away. And in most unopportune times, Mike, yeah. teams are scoring easy buckets on us. We're turning over way too much yeah, right now. What are your thoughts on Bogey defending Kawhi Leonard? Who? Yeah, that wasn't exactly the best switch I thought that was available. See, this is what we get back to with Nate. I'm not making this about Trey. Okay, guys? Trey, we can debate how many nights can Trey kick it into superstar gear and start hitting more threes like he did the other night in Oklahoma City. Ball! But when I'm watching, like, Kawhi Leonard against Bogey, I'm like, what? who's winning that? We know where that's going. Yeah, it's a loss. I mean, that's how is that even happening? And that's on Nate. The, the rotations make no sense. The defensive rotations make no sense. I just I, I get so frustrated with it. You blow another lead. So this is it, guys. Either Nate goes or you blow up this team. And Nate's already basically told you he's going to leave at the end of this year anyway. So what are we waiting for? Mm. Let's hear Nate talk about the trade deadline. I mentioned this earlier. I'll say it again for Hawks fans. They are looking to make a deal. I don't think it's any secret. People I'm talking to have said they are calling and trying to figure out where they want to go. The main part, the main component of this deal continues to be John Collins. Whether he gets traded to Utah for Malik Beasley or he goes to, to Phoenix for Jay Crowder. There are other teams, by the way. The Heat are interested in, interested in Crowder, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bucks, who are championship caliber. So that's a nice fit. That's a kind of like a P.J. Tucker kind of vibe. You want toughness. You got to bring some toughness. They're interested. So my point is, this ain't going to happen for free. You're going to have to offer something that is worthy in return and what are we getting? How much better do we make? does it make us? We'll see what happens. Trade deadline, February 9th. Here's what Nate said about the trade deadline. I mean, I won't talk about, um, you know, what we are going to be trying to do during the deadline. Um, that, I leave that to Landry, uh, Cal, those guys to be working on that. My focus is, is uh, my group and um, us trying to finish up this season going into the playoffs. So, I don't believe you, Nate. <laughs> I don't believe you. I just, I just. What, well, by the way, what am I giving up for Jay Crowder? I'm giving up John Collins. That's a that's a and a first ball. rounder probably. So who replaces or, or an additional pick? I shouldn't say. But, that. but the, so the, then, so then he comes off the bench and DeAndre Hunter starts. I'm not sure. Somebody's going to have to come off the bench. But the deal with Utah has Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. and you're giving up Collins and a first rounder. Okay, so. I can live with that. Now let's. I know this might sound crazy, but I'll throw this out because this same ownership group gave everybody in the front office contract extensions and then basically, in essence, fired their general manager a year later. I know we just gave DeAndre Hunter a contract. Would you mm. trade DeAndre Hunter to get better? Well, listen, for the last month, John Collins' numbers have gone up, Mike. He's, I don't want to trade John Collins. He's averaging about Not 15, now. 15 points a game. He's shooting over 54 55% from the field. His rebounding is up. He's averaging about two blocks a game. His performance has gone up. Now, part of John Collins' numbers dwindling, and Mike has said this for the last few years, you got better players around you. 
When he got drafted, there was nobody here. He's right. scoring 20, 24 a night. It was easy. Now you're giving those shots to Trey, DeJounte, you, you know, for, for mm. Hunter getting his looks. Um, I, Mike, I'm with you on this. If you were to say right now who who's tradable, who's the most tradable um, component on this team, I've said it's bogey because, again, you're going to move on from bogey anyway. But I also think if you're telling me, hey, we want young talent in return, okay, and I had to choose, what does Hunter give you? You guys tell me. I know you think that I, I don't like him. I was inconsistent. He's inconsistent. It's not anything more than that. You guys tell me what does he do night in and night out where you go, you got to be crazy, Dukes, if you want to trade him. All right, real quick, going back to the win at Toronto. 11 points, 15, 11, 20, 25, 14. That's inconsistent. Yeah, but that's who he's been. He hit a big three the other night, but it was, again, it didn't matter. They, they were blowing things up. Seven, they blew an 11-point lead down the stretch in that game. Well, see, here's the thing. He's been uneven, and this is where I thought he would make this up, Mike. And I've said this. For the defensive prowess that we thought we were getting with DeAndre Hunter, this is where you go, you got Kawhi. And you're not going to stop him, but you hamper him enough, Mike, where he doesn't go off on you and have a Kawhi-type night. Mm. Oh, you got Durant. Like, those are the kind of guys that I thought he'd be Ding up, depending on the game, and right. you go, hey, he slowed that guy down because that's how good on defense he is. He's not been that guy. No. And then the other thing is, I will say this about DeAndre Hunter. I just looked at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Uh, Trey is right now dead even at, at 33.3% from three, uh, three point. Mm. Uh, DeAndre, Hunter, uh, DeAndre Hunter shooting 40% from three. Which is interesting, how but, many, but again, but not consistent because I just gave you the numbers on a, on a nightly basis. Yeah, what is he? How many does he take a game though? Is it probably two a game on, on average? Trey, Fe- I'm looking at Trey because remember Trey took six the other night mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City, and that was the most he had taken in four games. Okay, and I'll back it up to yeah. Because here's my point: if you're telling me Hunter's shooting forty percent from three, but he's taking two a game, right. okay. I mean that 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 you, if you're shooting eight or nine a game, that's a different story, right? And he's not. He is sorry, computer. He took, oh, yeah, he took eight three-point shots against the Clippers, five, seven, Hunter three. Hunter took, took yeah, eight? Correct. Took eight against the Clippers, made two. Took five against uh, Charlotte, took seven against the Knicks. Okay, because that's the number that is interesting to me. How many are you, you putting up a night? Would you trade him? Is he your most desi- – are you going to get well, the most right. back? In because, or- again, he's already got a big contract. Correct. And in an organization which hired guys just to move on from – or rehired, I should say, extended guys just to move them on, I'm, just, I'm not putting it past his organization. DeAndre Hunter was always going to be the great question mark. If this guy was going to go for 20 points a night, this team was going to be at three or four seed like we talked about. But he's not. I just gave you the numbers. He's a 15-point guy, and he's inconsistent. And then, of course, you know, like the asthma thing, we're not going to make fun of that, but there's always something which keeps him out of a game here and there. Brad says, uh, Dukes, I always thought Hunter could be a young Kawhi Leonard. Defensively, specifically. Kawhi, dude, Kawhi will lock you down. He used to be able to. Now, prior to this injury, I think he's working his way back, but – there was no doubt. Like, you go back to the Spurs playing the Heat back in the day for the championship mm-hmm. and a young Kawhi on that team. He's guarding LeBron. I mean, he's always been that guy. And Brad goes, but he's not stopping anybody on defense. And he's talking about Hunter. I'm just asking you guys, like, if you said, what's the most tradable piece right now in this Hawks team? You're not moving DJ. You're not moving Trey. Okay? That's not happening. Capella's not going anywhere. Who's the guy? And if you're going to make a move uh, at the trade deadline, you got to look at that. Let's hear Nate talk about um, not letting calls get into your head. Mike, the officials missed some calls. Yeah. Our guys got a little testy. They're always chirping. This is Nate. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for fun. <laughs> it's time for guy talk. Yes! <laughs> it's time for shenanigans. Yeah, man. On a gray, bleh, kind of day like today. Turn to booze. Booze satisfies. Turn your mood around. Put a smile on your face. Go get some Dukes and Bell. Hey, man, ale and a watermelon lime. Can I ask a question, by the way? Yes. Who continues to move the Hey, man, ale prop in the studio? It was over here, sitting in the middle of the counter. We got here today, and all of a sudden, it was over there by the window. Now, it's not hurting anybody right. sitting here in the middle of the studio where we're trying to be on Twitch Live to let... Our, our listeners know that there's some product placement going on here. But, Mike, who's the culprit? Who's moving the Heyman L? I'm saying he's getting fricky. It's fricky. <laughs> Just asking. I would imagine that would probably be the kind of thing that would aggravate Fricky in the morning, and then you move the beer. It's, it's, it's not kinda hurting like, anybody. It's kind of like the uh, like the gnome and the Christmas and moving it around your house. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> the beer is always in a different spot. All right, I just had to anyway, ask that question. But again, we're on Twitch. All the cool kids are on the on the Twitch, so get on that. And we don't sell your information to China on Twitch, Carl. Right? I don't, I don't care. We, I don't <laughs> hush, Fricky. I don't think we get any information from yes, you guys. Exactly. So there you go. Let me so go we, on Twitch right now. We got see. that going for us. Hey, man, if you didn't see the game, where were you? Uh, needless to say, the uh, Chiefs, as I've been telling Carl all day, and he agrees, they heard all that squawking about uh, Burrowhead and the fact that in, uh, within the calendar year, uh, the Chiefs had uh, fallen to the Bengals three times. And that, uh, you know, that Joe Burrow was going to come in and kick their butts. Needless to say, Travis Kelsey said, let me go a little rock on you after the game. Yeah, I mean, first off, I just want to thank God, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Burrowhead, my <laughs> Woo! It's Mahomes' house. I love it. He has so much fun, man. And again, so that was Patrick Mahomes who was giving praise to God and doing the interview when Travis Kelsey came in and crashed it. Kelsey then continued his uh, diatribe against. Chris, Chris, can you just save that part where he comes in? He's like, woo! <laughs> That's the best God, part. That's <laughs> <laughs> that part right there. That's the way I come in the office every day. <laughs> that, to the chagrin of Squid. That just, I, I died when I heard him come in like that. <laughs> He had more. Here he is going in on the mayor of Cincinnati, who obviously was squawking earlier this week. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. 
It's awesome. <laughs> you gotta fight! Well, you're right! Love it. I love it. I mean, you and I said this going into the game. Burrow is a cool dude, but I mean, oh. th- how do you not root for that guy? I mean, you know what I mean? I like Gronk. I like the larger-than-life personalities. Mm. This is a dude that, I mean, you get a, you get behind that guy. And Mahomes, as we said, I'm, I am squarely – how about you, brother? I'm squarely pulling for Kansas City in this one in the Andy Reid Super Bowl. Yeah, listen, no rooting interest, right? I always tell you I want just a good game. Please let it be a good game. Uh, but – Big Red, man. You jabroni! I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Big Red. It's hard for us, Mike. The last time we saw the Eagles, every time we've talked about Philly, we've had a bad experience. It's why when the Hawks beat the 76ers oh, so a couple of years ago, it felt so good. It was like it was like vengeance. It was we we have revived ourselves when Trey Young put them out of the playoffs, but when it comes to football, Mike, we've not had a whole lot of success when it comes to the Falcons and the Eagles. Yeah. So, with that said, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on this. I do like the Eagles in the spread, I will tell you. Two points is where it's at right now. We'll see where it moves to. But, yeah, I, I'm, I can't do that. I cannot. Right. I can't do it. No, man. <laughs> that dude is living his best life. No, they weren't done talking. I don't have the audio for this, so I'll just give you my interpretation of what Frank Clark said to the media. Quote, they said they run the damn AFC. They lied. Talking about the Bengals. They said we wasn't going to whip the A's. They lied. Cincinnati Bengals, who? Who that? Send their butt home. Send their butt home. Where, where are they at? In the locker room crying. One Jamar Chase. I don't know what the hell he died. 85T. I don't know what the hell he did, but cry all day. Talking about the guys. Officials were working the refs about the aggressive defending of the Chiefs. Secondary. Yeah, um, listen, both teams. Here, here's what, if you're the NFL, if you're an NFL fan, you love this. We have a rivalry. We have two quarterbacks that are not mm. going anywhere. You have a situation that they're probably going to meet a few more times in the playoffs, and this one was for, you know, all the marbles to get there as far as the Super Bowl. Mike, I love it. We th- we need more of this. Well, this reminds me a lot of when the Patriots and the Colts were going toe-to-toe or the Patriots and the Steelers are yes. going toe-to-toe, and you throw in Buffalo. So in the modern-day AFC, it's kind of a triangle between Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City, you could argue, and we'll see who else can, can get to that level. Certainly you're not catching the Patriots doing it anytime soon. Miami wants to have a seat at that table. We'll see who else. Maybe the Chargers at some point, although yep. those hires today, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> Kellen Moore gets hired as the OC. Jacksonville, we, you're right. Who's going to break through, right? Who's <gasps> <laughs> Who's the other team in the AFC? Hey, man, I don't know if you saw the uh, video for this. I saw this on uh, on Sunday, and it made me laugh out loud Sunday morning. Um, LeBron, as we know, very dramatic when he doesn't get calls. And if you didn't see it, this was a big game on the road in Boston against the Celtics. LeBron takes it to the rack, and he just, if you didn't see it, he absolutely gets hammered by Jason Tatum. Hits him on the arm, and LeBron starts doing the... When he does that one knee and he curses his arm and he's begging the officials. And LeBron is literally, he looked like he was going to have a, a complete nervous he breakdown did. on the no call. Well, then later on in, that, uh, in, in the next sequence, you get uh, Patrick, Patrick Beverly gets a putback and then they get a timeout. So there's a TV timeout. Patrick Beverly then gets a camera from one of the L.A. media camera people who's sitting courtside and then runs on the floor and shows the referee, look at the foul on LeBron. Now, Beverly, for those who don't know, is one of the NBA's big instigators and troublemakers. But you got to give him credit. That's funny as hell, and he got teed up for it. It was it was the best. Um, you can't use props, so he was going to get teed. They end up losing the game, but it was, man. I mean, if you you can slow it down six ways to Sunday, it doesn't matter. LeBron got fouled. The problem hmm. was they called the same thing on the other end, and Tatum tied the game right. up, and that was the issue. So they had a chance to win. But, Mike, you're right. I haven't seen him lose it 
like that in a very long time, where he he's on the floor on his knees. I mean, he's, it was it was kind of like doing the uh, we always joke around. He does the James Brown, yeah. you know, like yeah. oh no, he's wait, he's up, he's up. But in this case, he was just like literally diving from ref to ref trying to get the call. And then later on, the officials make the report. Pool report was conducted by Adam Himmelbach of the Boston Globe with uh, the chief of the crew was named Eric Lewis. Question: Why was Patrick Beverly assessed a technical foul at the end of regulation? Lewis quote. His actions were inappropriate and addressed in resentment to a non-call. Question. It looked like he brought a camera out. Was he trying to show you something? Yes. That was part of his inappropriate actions. <laughs> it was. It was. You can't bring props out on the floor. That felt funny, though. That made, I mean, that literally made me chuckle. I was crying over Beverly's, like, literally, right here. It's right here. <laughs> it was gold, man. Hey, uh, we reported this last week, and now it's official. Now, hopefully, Bally Sports will still have money to pay the contract, but Chip Carey officially named the play-by-play announcer for the St. Louis Cardinals. Congratulations. Uh, he did a terrific job here. Uh, Mike, and again, there's a generation, right, that has grown mm. up with the Braves and watching Braves games, and Chip's been kind of the part of that soundtrack. But uh, for him, I think this is very personal. You talk about his dad and his mm-hmm. grandfather and the connection to the Cardinals. He's going to another great organization. I'm happy for him, but – I want to see what they do. You talked about the broadcast and how they may right. shake it up a little bit. We'll see what happens, but congratulations, Chip. Well-deserved. Hey, you just mentioned fathers and sons. Great connections, fathers and sons in sports. The Griffies, fathers and sons. I mean, if we go about the Boone family, but I think one of the great ones, in, and not everybody's a hockey fan out there. I'm a huge hockey fan, but one of the greats in NHL history, Bobby Hull has passed away at age 84, Carl. He won a Stanley Cup with the, uh, with the Blackhawks. He's also got uh, one of the fastest slap shots in NHL history. He was, you know, the Golden Jet. Also used to curb the sticks. We also tried this. If you had plastic sticks for street hockey, you could get a little, you know, get a little heat on it and you could bend the blade. Whoosh, the guy was a sniper. And then his son, Brett Hull, is also one of the top scorers in the league, wins yeah. the Stanley Cup. So we had two of the top, arguably 50 NHL players and their father and son. So anyway, the one thing about Bobby Hull, I was at a uh, Blackhawks game a couple of years ago. My wife's company used to be based in Chicago, so I used to go up there. We'd try to catch a game. We'd try to get one hockey game in every year. You know when a guy gets older and the toupee doesn't match? It's not oh, age appropriate. Yeah. And, and in the case of, and like, like, I love Bobby Hull. He's one of the all-timers. But, you know, Gordie Howe just let it go. Let it, just, let it go thin and just be normal, natural. In this case, he would wear, and he had like a toupee. It looked like, a, it looked like Davy Crockett's hat. And then he had like it parted in the middle. It was like the totally un, I mean, it was like you're wearing the haircut of a 12-year-old and you're like 80 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense. It does. Did it ever come off is the question. Did it yeah. ever just, did it ever fall off? Did it ever no, come I'd off? No, I never, but it just, but you got to figure that circuit was lacking. I mean, yeah. look, the thing looked like it needed a chin strap, yeah. if I'm honest. At the no, end. no, no, I but, agree. But toupee aside. An NHL legend, Bobby Hull, passed away at age 84. Gloria, Gloria, I think I got your number, Gloria. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, by the way, on this date in history, he's going to join us next. We were all up, you know, you started, you started 92.9 The Game. I was still at the old station, it doesn't exist anymore. On this date, I just got on my phone, it's kind of funny because Arch is coming up next. We were at Sparks Steakhouse in Manhattan. This was during Super Bowl week. And uh, that's, for those who know your mob history, that's where the former head of the Gambino family, Paul Castellano, got knocked off by John Gotti. Sammy the Bull were sitting in a car just a few, you know, a thousand you know, feet away or whatever. Yeah. And he got gunned down. And he's right in front of Sparks Steakhouse in his uptown car, and his driver got popped too. So on this date, back in uh, 2015, Squid, you and I and Dave Archer, Arch lays down on 49th Street. We reenact the uh, Paul Castellano hit. Wow. We, hey, Squid, you think Arch will get upset if I post that on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I would clear that first, Mike. <laughs> Coming up, Dave Archer is going to join us. We're going to find out more, at least what he knows, about our new defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen. He comes over. 
from the Saints. He was the co-defensive coordinator, D-line coach. We'll mm. talk to Arch next. This is a big hire. It's right. Dixon Bell. Ari Gloria. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.